Hey guys, how you doing today? This is Robert Price with Law & Reputation. Um, my business is based out of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Um, I just wanted to do a short talk here about running efficient uh, throughout the daily day and being prepared for your day. Um, so today I kind of started out my day and uh, I had a, one of my Burger King commercial accounts I had to take care of. Usually I like to start that at like 6 a.m. early in the morning before, you know, as soon as the sun's up, I'm there. I'm mowing. Of course, you know, there's not any cars or anything, nobody coming through the drive-through. And I can pretty much focus on getting that job done without any uh, disturbances. So, got the start, got there at 6, got going, um, jumped on mode, hurry up and mode. Um, I run with the 36-inch uh, uh, right stander. That's currently what I'm using. I'm thinking about upgrading soon, but I use that mowed around the property went back edged around it then blow it off got done within about about an hour and a half didn't take too much of my time um but one of those things i noticed when when i was doing it was uh i didn't i guess prepare myself like i should have on sunday sunday is usually when i prepare everything for is making sure gas i got gas cans filled you know um screen and trimmer uh, multiple spool heads was pre-strained already that way when I'm out on a job I don't have to you know do those things so today I kind of didn't uh, I wasn't so prepared I would say I didn't prepare myself accordingly I probably prepared myself on Sunday but I've been running a bit more due to the holiday July 4th is tomorrow everyone want to of course hang out barbecue and stuff like that so I, I doubled up my route to uh, get myself off on July 4th but Making sure the uh, spools of the string and stuff, all that stuff is, you know, on hand and not wasting time stopping. That right there can, uh, it can cost you in time. And one of those things I've been focusing on lately is, you know, how much time are you spending on the account? Because um, you break into your, you know, your profit and your break even point. You know, you want, I'm trying to be more efficient finish that account as soon as I can and make sure it looks good of course quality still delivering quality but making sure I'm doing it at a fast pace versus you know taking my time with it um, but stopping multiple times and stuff like that that's things that can be hiccups and cost you a bit more time than you usually do say today I told you, I said I did it in an hour and a half maybe I could have did it less than an hour an hour head on that's awesome um, for that account uh, especially when it comes to uh, the numbers that I have uh, planned for it and, you know, that contribute to my business. But being prepared as far as making sure stuff is gassed up and, you know, everything is on go. Every, when you jump out the truck and you get to a site, you need to be just on go. Just time to get there and get done. You don't want to pull up, even sit in the truck too long because, you know, I feel like customers at times, if you're at a residential, they look at that like, okay, he pulled up and he stopped for a moment. Obviously, he's not too busy today. If he could sit in a truck and waste some time, but uh, <laughs> who's to say I know how other people think? But I just, that's just my thought process. If I see somebody pull up to my house and they're supposed to be, you know, doing some work at my house or something, and they sat in a truck for a minute, I'm like, okay, obviously this person doesn't have a, a full route today. He's kind of chilling. He's not in no type of rush or nothing like that. But anywho, 
yeah being prepared man being prepared save yourself time money energy all that good stuff um to me it's it's pretty frustrating when you're out and you keep stopping trying to get stuff done you know you run out of gas and a tremor i'm trying to get better get better practice as far as when i'm done with a site and i know that it took a certain amount of gas maybe under a half tank go ahead and throw that gas in real quick that way when i get to the next site i'm not wasting any time stopping again because this full tank should definitely finish this property um, i try not to focus on large properties ideally i'm trying to you know properties from i would say four thousand square feet to maybe eight maybe twelve but typically they're not too much larger than that usually within the you know four to forty seven thousand feet range um but i just wanted to touch base on that and uh man it's been a long day it was 100 degrees out here <laughs> but um i just want to uh touch base and you know speak to you guys and hopefully listening to this you could probably move forward and take some better steps on preparing your day because one thing you don't want to do is continue to waste time wasting time is wasting money and you want to not waste money trying to be successful out here as entrepreneurs uh until next video well not video <laughs> here i am thinking i'm on youtube <laughs> until the next podcast guys later hey guys it's rob i just wanted to talk to you for a short moment i actually just wanted to try to get you tuned in to what you should be targeting and focusing on as far as growing your business especially with the online presence um seo is uh, a big deal um i don't think people you know under everyone don't understand it and they think it's a little bit overwhelming but it's this is really not much to it um well there's a lot of moving parts so don't get me wrong there's a lot of moving parts to xco um seo stands for search engine optimization so that means bing google um any search engine that's pretty much used to uh you know search a broad topic or broad you know whatever you're trying to look for um online so i just wanted to try to give you as a you know a, a lawn care provider um a landscaper just a couple notes to try to help you get your business you know some recognition and actually get it out there a little bit before having to go door to door and do all the footwork because sure enough you should definitely do that to help grow your business but you can save yourself a bit more time if people are finding you um it's so funny to me at times you get a billion calls once you get your uh google my business account set up um you get so many different calls from marketers trying to uh you're missing a lot of leads you know the it's a lot of people searching for you and they haven't been able to find you um we want to help you I, oh man i get so many of those calls but as soon as they start talking i don't just hang up i, I wait till they finish and they're like well do you think you'll be interested in that sir I, um at this moment my business is completely booked um i don't have any space to accept any more clients i'm booked for the season they're like okay th sir thank you and they hang up because at the end of the day they're trying to of course persuade you to buy into what they're selling you know that's their pitch 
Um, but me being me, um, I'm not the person to just jump on any pitch as soon as they hand to me. I figure if all of these people are calling, for one, you know, if all these marketers are calling, yes, they do have something that I could possibly use, but I look at it like this. There's not only one way to get what they're offering, you know. There's other people offering it, and it's also or organic way to get it. So that's kind of what I started looking around. It's like, okay, I got my Google My Business account set up. Google My Business account set up, and I'm starting to receive calls. Um, okay, I got a couple. I got a couple calls from customers, you know, who recognized my business kind of immediately. It was pretty cool, but those were people close in the area. But after that, I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I didn't have to go to this person's door for them to find me. This actually feels better because I'm not wasting gas driving around neighborhood to neighborhood. Yes, I would like to get into these neighborhoods and talk to these people, but maybe I can, you know, do some different type of marketing to get into these, you know, private Facebook groups and all those things to reach those customers. Of course, word of mouth is always powerful. So once you start gaining customers in certain areas, word of mouth within Facebook group and stuff like that definitely helps supersede your business. So um, what I was going to get into is, okay, I set up my first thing I did, I set up my Google business account. And then the second thing I did after that, of course, I, I built a website. So the purpose of me building my website is I want to track, of course, the people where they're, where they're coming from far as are they finding me from Facebook? Are they finding me from next door? Like, kind of track where the traffic is coming from and it also give me a time to toot my own horn on things that I know I'm good at show content of course good pictures on good quality pictures on my website and also making sure I have content to support those pictures you know because one thing about Google that I've learned of course that it loves content and it loves people to stay on your page if you don't have the right information and people and you it's something called the bounce rate basically and a bounce rate it, it goes from zero percent to a hundred percent so zero being that there's people staying on your page for a long time hundred percent meaning people are coming and they're going like within a second so you want to keep people on your page and that tells Google that you have valuable content for the consumers in that area so I focus on that a lot that's kind of a hot button for me um, so that also make me focus on my home page of my website, the presentation of it. Everything has to be T on for people to stay on. Making sure I'm utilizing the white space, meaning the page space. Like when people are scrolling their finger, you don't want all the information, of course, just consolidated close together to where they can read everything and sit there and read. Yes, they may sit there and read it, but after they read it, they're gone because they got the information they want. So by spreading information out and people, you're on the topic. So it's kind of like you're you're funneling them to what they really want to know as far as information. So you're spreading the information out a little bit in paragraphs, small, small paragraphs, not even a paragraph, just short little sentences here and there, you know, to kind of keep that person interested in your page and scrolling because they'll stay on your page longer, which, you know, Google recognizes and it helps you rank when people stay on your page longer and your bounce rate is low that shows Google man this is a good page people are, are liking it 
it's a category is lawn care yes we're gonna help boost this page well we're gonna make sure we consider this page being ranked when it comes to other factors that's just one moving part of it making sure your website is to t making sure you have your anchored address that's another piece of it because uh within your proximity people proximity meaning the people within the that living space of wherever you anchored your business like say if you anchored it at your home within five miles of your home everyone can see your business um, maybe even 10 miles depending on you know how far that person searches on their cell phone or computer for landscaping or lawn care whatever service you provide but that's a another important thing I focus on also the proximity and making sure I'm in the right area um, at the moment I'll be moving I'll be moving within the next two weeks but what I'm focused on as far as efficiency with my route is I want to keep everybody that in the same area I don't want to re-anchor my business so I'm gonna keep my business where it's at um, luckily it's uh, I can anchor it at one of my family's house which is in the neighborhood of my business and I can stay within that certain area because there's a lot of growth going on over there and I've already kind of built the reputation for my business so I'm going to continue on with that but on the flip side um, another thing that I focus on first thing I said was of course my business account Google my business second thing was um, my website and making sure you know I have enough content and how I have the content on my website to keep everyone interested and I would say the third thing was making sure like I have a Facebook page of course for the business Facebook page and a Facebook page is important because that's kind of I, I kind of was out of the loop for a while off Facebook I kind of went went uh I guess you could say I don't know out of the social media world for a while and I, I wasn't on Facebook for about four years but when I came back to it I'm a tech person so I had to catch up to speed and as I started learning how the marketing is going on nowadays man it blew my mind so I know that 10 to 15 years ago that it didn't seem like the information that people were looking for say if someone is searching for something yes they may find it but what's the chance of it resurfacing um, that right there um, marketing strategy I think is definitely converting way more leads and sales um, within the Facebook market I, I love that I love it a lot I was like man I said I, I can imagine these these conversion rates are something serious you're getting people who are interested in something it basically the marketing on there is people that have a certain interest somebody like like uh, let's say lawn or guarding or you know they can mention something anywhere related to lawn care fertilization or anything and that's a clue to whatever you're offering and Facebook kind of ties that in and puts that directly in their face once you put out an ad and now you you've you've converted you probably get that customer so what I look at and I tell people you you know you got to spend money to make money um, try not to be cheap so of course people can spend you can spend anywhere from a dollar to thousand dollars to however much you want to spend on your marketing um, me myself I didn't start out you know 
spending big bucks or nothing like that. Um, I still don't st spill in big bucks because I feel like I've already accomplished a lot of the customers I have, but I do want to continue to grow and, you know, continue to push information into those people face that way, you know, I can eventually have them a customer one day if they're within the same neighborhood of, you know, that I'm already servicing. So what I would say is when I started out Facebook, running Facebook ads for my Facebook page, um, I made sure I took a lot of before and after pictures of my work. And the biggest thing was, you know, making sure other people as far as other customers are saying things, reviews and things like that within my page. So once a person sees my ad and they click on my page, they got something, you know, a little bit of a resume of someone who's already have dealt with me. That kind of helps with the business. Um, so I would say Facebook page and running Facebook ads. Um, you can start out really cheap. You can start out 10 bucks and run that ad for, let's say, or you can just put yourself on a budget. Just put 50 bucks a month. And, no, that's I'm talking about Google now. <laughs> put yourself on, you know, 25 bucks, you know, within a five five day span, you know, it'll show you how many people that you would reach within that time frame. It'll show you what area, what interest, and it gives you an option of selecting which age groups you want to, you know, filter it out to. Maybe you feel like people from 30 to 60 or 70 is the ones that look for uh, lawn care providers or if you feel, you know, a different age point. Whichever one you prefer, you can target that specific age point because Facebook pretty much know which people to put it in front of that will make those type of conversions. Um, another thing was, you know, not only try to sell on Facebook as far as growing your business and putting ads and trying to get new customers and leads, um, also, post boosting ads just for recognition brand recognition you know sometimes people just need to see your business enough to feel like it's official you know and you do have to have somewhat of a, a online resume to kind of back up what you're uh you know putting out so if you put out you know an ad just for recognition like hey this is ben's lawn care um the best guy in the city um calling out for free estimate or something like that if they click on you they kind of kind of want to see okay what makes him feel like this or what are people saying about him because people do like to know what type of person they're dealing with before they uh you know engage or try to do business with you um so that's my uh third thing facebook my last thing was number four i would say is uh what was it What was it? Google Ads. Google Ads and Google Ranking. So, on Google, there's, when you search for your business, landscape, lawn care, whichever, however you have it listed, whatever category, you want to be ranking in the top three packages. That's meaning 
when they type when anyone types in lawn care within your area your city you should pop up either number one number two or number three everyone else kind of get overlooked not say everyone all the time but sometimes get overlooked depending on how much content they have to you know boost them in rankings but you want to try to rank number in that top three package typically those people people don't typically go to the second page when it comes to google they look on the first page they scroll past that what part where it says ads and they look at the top three that's visible everything else when you got to hit open up and expand more and all that stuff those people typically don't get as much attention so ranking is very important as far as you know getting leads just organically and easily without having to pay a service to get you there so one thing that I did what I feel helped you know get me more customers within a time frame I wanted I paid Google you know I think I ran an ad I put I think 50 50 bucks 100 bucks a month for them to run an ad well, a short ad, yes, a, you know, the sponsored ad that popped right up in the top. Not to mention, I'm already ranking within the top three package. I'll, well, it took me six months, literally. I, st opened my, I, I started the business. It took me six months to get into the top three package. Um, I do focus on many other things I feel that my competitors are not focused on. I look at the SEO check to see, you know, the demographics of their website, how it's built. You know, I study my competition, but in reality, I don't feel it's competition. But in the same token, if I want to be in that top three package, yes, it's a competition because depending on whose content is best and, you know, they have all the right information in place that customers are searching for, they're the people that's going to rank because Google, you know, show those people up in the top three package first. Um, as far as people who have just a basic site you know ABC types websites they 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 appear but they're not they don't rank that well I would say um, making updates photos and stuff like that I, I try to do that very consistently um, I do have my Instagram feed fed to my my website um, and I, I try to post on my Google business and stuff like that too make sure I'm keeping information fresh at least within you know a week or I try not to let a month go by without making sure I'm posting something I should at least make two to three at least one post per week I feel like is comfortable yes we're running trying to get work done but in the same token I understand that you got to invest some time on marketing and making sure you have content for people to see what you're doing out there because you can do all the work you want but if nobody don't see how it's coming out how it's turning out where you're at and stuff like that they it's a little less trustworthy that's all um, so for Google I paid about 50 to 100 bucks to get my uh, a short little ad um, which my business name and it says trustworthy reliable and I forget the last thing but just something really brief to try to get somebody to you know click on to lead to my website fill out my form and become a customer pretty much well lead at least and that's kind of one of the things I focus on um, the amount of clicks and stuff that you get to your website you know 
that's something that helps a lot because if people are consistently clicking on clicking on your website, it, it shows that you have something of value, but the bounce rate, of course, it always refer, uh, refer back to the bounce rating. Are people actually staying to see your content or are they all leaving? So that's one thing I work on consistently, and that's just moving things around in different places, trying to figure out what works best, making sure, you know, toggles and everything are in right places for the consumer. Like if they got a cell phone, for instance, they're going to be scrolling with more than likely with their right hand, with their right thumb. So what I make sure I'm doing is people don't want to click on the top left side of the screen of their phone when they're, you know, people like to be, people are lazy. <laughs> they want to use one hand to operate their phone. So using two hands, of course, that would inconvenience somebody. So the load time and stuff like that, all those things are important factors of the website and making sure you just covering all grounds. Of course, it's it's just a lot of, I can go with a whole nother, you know, podcast about the things that you can do for mobile optimization and, you know, desktop optimization. It's many different factors depending on what, uh, what provider you use for your website build, like WordPress, Wix, um, other providers out there, GoDaddy, whichever. But there's, they're all different, but from what I hear and which I, I think is possibly true. It's best to use WordPress. WordPress is one of the OGs, been around for a while, and pretty much you can, you can, your SEO works perform better when it comes to WordPress versus using Wix or, uh, you know, GoDaddy or any other, you know, third party uh, website builder. Um, WordPress is the best one I've heard. And that's kind of where I'm trying to lean towards getting my business back, getting my business over to, because it's nothing to, I'll rebuild my whole site if need be, because I need the, my site to be exposed a specific way. That way, you know, I can rank. So rank, ranking the website, putting it in a certain location, all those factors, you know, first thing I said was, of course, making the Google my business. Second thing was Facebook. The fourth thing was, um, website all that all those factors radius density all those things kind of contribute to what you should do to kind of help get your business on a better track there's many people on youtube you can watch for seo you know tips and things like that i try not to and it's organically like you don't you literally don't have to pay for as much things that you think you have have to out the door like literally i would say out of the door when i started out building my website and stuff like that google my business setting that up was free you know they send you a a, a a code in the mail that you submit into them and now you're verified so that's simple uh creating a facebook page for your business that's simple that's literally go to pages and create a business page etc that's pretty easy to figure out if you're using facebook normally but and many of these things I took were easy steps that were not really a lot of out-of-the-pocket costs um, for the business. Um, as far as make, running ads and things like that, that's something I decided to do a little bit down the road. But as I've continued to educate myself and to learn some of the SEO strategies to kind of help myself rank and stuff like that, I noticed that I can organically get this traffic to my website and you know get people on get more leads 
without having to pay for them, which is awesome. You know, of course, I don't, I'm not completely not paying for them. Of course, I, I pay to run, have my website up each month, you know, just the hosting and things like that. But that's not much uh, compared to, you know, all the other costs that could, you know, it's site, websites could cost thousands. People charge 2000 3000 10000 There's people that charge a lot of money to build you an efficient website. But it just if you just watch YouTube videos, things like that, you can easily, I mean easily, make these things happen without having to pay out of pocket for them. But that's all I got for you guys. Um, it's a seemed like a 25-minute video here. Or not video, but audio podcast here and uh i don't want to hold up too much more of your time but i just want to spit that out and try to hopefully you know help someone in need of trying to grow their business may not have the right the finances uh there's so many resources out here youtube and other things um it's best to try to utilize everything you can to get your business off the ground very very important not to spend a lot of money off top but you know, because you're going to need money to invest in other things eventually down the road. So be diligent with your, your finances. Um, you don't want to create, of course, a, uh, a crazy amount of overhead for your business before you get, you know, started. Get, you got to get the customers. And if you can get it at, uh, I would say, not a, a free rate, but a cheap rate, you know, you want to do that. And that's 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 comes with you know experience as far as taking before and afters like I told you and posting your content in certain places. Um, I think I want to mention one last thing as far as uh, Google. Um, getting reviews, getting reviews. That's a yeah. That's the last one I want to add on. Getting reviews is to me everyone and seems like they don't focus on that as much if you have a customer new customer i've noticed that you know what i'm gonna do this in another podcast because <laughs> i could talk about this for a while but um this is all i got for you today guys um i'll check i'll check back with I'll check back with you guys. <laughs> my bad. I'm looking at my, my wife here walking up on me. All right, guys. Until later. All right, guys. Back at you with another one. Um, I just wanted to talk to you for a brief moment here about Google reviews for your business. Lawn care, landscaping. This is what I'm pretty much talking to you guys or other business in general. This goes for pretty much everyone. Um, you definitely need to focus on your rankings on Google, but let alone don't this totally disregard the reviews. Um, so a reviews for me is a hot button because I feel like every company out there, they're not really boosting it as much as they should because what I feel like Google reviews do for your business is it, uh, Customers look at that as okay, maybe, maybe if you have five reviews, maybe oh he probably has family or maybe friends, a few friends that filled out a couple of reviews. But when you have 20, 30, 40, you know, 50, up to 100 reviews, 
that's a lot of reviews for, you know, to be fluff. <laughs> so, of course, they won't know that you're, you're delivering any fluff um, within your, uh, your business based off of all of those reviews. That have to be real content, real customers that's given, you know, real uh, experiences with your company. Um, so you definitely should be a sales, sales, sales when it comes to getting those reviews. You should have a pitch prepared for your customer. If you're hands-on, you're an owner-operator, or even, you know, if you're not an owner-operator and you're working for the company, you, you're you kind of working as a co-owner or something, and you want to see the business do well, have a pitch prepared, you know, for the business, for the, for the customer to reflect the business. And what I mean by that is, like, for instance, I'm not telling you to use my pitch now. Don't use my pitch. Of course, you you can, and I'm pretty sure it'll work, but um, people, some people, I would say, are considerate, um, considerate enough by how I present my pitch to people. So after I jump out the truck, you know, cut their lawn, edge their lawn, get that thing looking sharp and looking good, you know, it's easy for me to say, hey, um, it's not just, hey, leave a review. No, I have a hat on. I have shades on. I, I follow up with the customer if they're home. You know, sometimes customers are not home. But if they are home, I take those shades off. I take that hat off. Once they come to the door, once they come to the door, that's when I take the, the hat off, take the shades off. Hey, um, I've completed your lawn. Um, and by that time, they're like, oh, great, great. Thank you. Thank you. It looks, looks so much good. I get them walking out and I point out things that, hey, this was like this. I made sure I did this here. And, you know, you got some weeds over here. You may want to focus on just continue to educate them. They love when you put them, they give you, you give them inf valuable information that they kind of wasn't, you know, in tune with. So definitely try to uh, continue to do that just briefly. Don't try, you know, overdo it. Sometimes I feel like I overdo it and I kind of venture off too much, but I, I can go down rabbit holes. <laughs> so sometimes I do that, but for the most part, I'm pretty, pretty prepared to, of course, leave my pitch with the customer and this is how I leave my pitch. It's like this. I knock on the door. Hey, I finished your lawn. They come out, point some things out to them. And after I'm done and they, they're about to pay me and or whatever, um, or I tell them, okay, till next time or whatever, before that point comes, I say, hey, um, I say, could you do me a huge favor? Um, and that's when I take those shades off, take that hat off. Yeah, so my business is, I'm a owner, solo owner operator. Um, this is the livelihood of my family. This is my livelihood. This is what I say. This is my livelihood, and this is how I support my family and pay my bills. Um, I would really appreciate if you can leave a, a review on Google. It'll take about 15 seconds of your time. I'll send you a link, a text message link, and you literally click on that link, and you can leave a review less than 15 seconds. It really helps grow my business. Boom. And that's pretty pretty simple. And I get a lot of feedback and I get customers that fill it out pretty fast. And that right there gave me a bunch of reviews. I get a lot of reviews. I'm trying to beat True Green and uh, what's the other one? It's, it's not too much competition when it comes to reviews. And that's what I like about it. Because 
when people are not focused on, you know, reviews and not pushing it, the person who is pushing it, it's going to supersede. People look at reviews a lot as far as business reviews, as far as Yelp. You know, people like when people go eat at a restaurant, they want to know, are they going to a two star or a five star or three star or whatever? They want to know the rating of the food and what people rate that place before they go there. If it got a low rating, people are not going to, you know, give it any attention versus that person that's like blowing out the doors, five, five stars all the way across the board, all the way up to 60. Now that speaks volumes. That means this person obviously is doing something right. He's dealt with a lot of people and done a lot of type of work. So that also, you know, I feel like that also give them a uh, perception of your business before they, for before new customers even approach you. They would, if people are new to your, uh, you know, they they scunder upon your business online. You know, they find you. And they see all your reviews and then they contact you. Their perception of your business is that they know already that you do a good job and all those things because they've they probably read at least two to three reviews or seen all the reviews. Some people don't even read the reviews. They see how many reviews and they see the rating that you're still five stars. And that right there is, oh, yes, this other person is in a top three package with this person, but... This person got three reviews and this guy got 60. I think I'm going to go with the guy that got 60 because this other guy, he he might, he may be good, but I don't have much to go off of. That can easily be his friends and family that filled out a few reviews. So focus on those Google reviews. That's a hot button. That is a hot button and it's easy to do. Um, find your pitch. It's easy to come up with a pitch. Hey, if you're a, you know, a high school student or college or whatever, don't even probably use those. Use something that, you know, you feel like people that'll resonate with people. And I think that's what pretty much, uh, cause when I tell people, Hey, this is the live, this is my livelihood and this is how I support my family. Too many people can't say anything that would knock against that. You know, that's, that shows I'm dedicated to what I'm doing and, I really want recognition for what I'm doing. And that's kind of kind of what I'm asking for. I feel like everyone that I've spoken it to, maybe a person or two out of all of, all of my customers have not, you know, maybe one or two person that not, not left a review. And that's only because they're old. They're like 70, 80. They're like, oh, I don't have a cell phone. Oh, I don't use computers. You know, this is always people like that. But <laughs> to each his own, you know. It's, it's no big deal. I understand that. But for all my other customers, if I visit, if they haven't left a review by the second time I come, which I, it happens from time to time. People have busy lives. They may go back in the house and, I don't know, get back to whatever they were doing and it may slip their mind. But the next time I come, if I haven't re- left, they haven't left a review, I'll send the same text message one more time because I would know that they'll be like, oh man, this is the same message he sent me last time and I forgot to do it. You know what? Let me make sure I send him that review because he does a good job. My yard was looking a hot mess and he whipped it in shape with no problem. So let me make sure I get him some recognition. And uh, that's pretty much how I I focus on uh, growing my online presence with my business because you got to focus on multiple things. 
the SEO work, the Google reviews, multiple factors to make sure people are going to consider your business as one of the businesses they want to use for whatever services they need. And that's all I got for you guys. Hey guys, it's 9.41 on Sunday, the 14th, July 14th. Just wanted to make a short little audio for you about subcontracting. So I had to, uh, I had a, a commercial project that I had set out to do. I set it up for Wednesday of this week. Of course, we had some horrible weather, rain, thunderstorms. So we delayed the job until Thursday which I already had a, a subcontractor in place to go ahead and move forward with getting the job done. Um, so the job called for, I estimated about 35 bales of pine straw. And as you know, there's it's not much really a profit margin within laying pine straw. So I found a, a pine straw company pretty much that comes out and lay it down for a feasible price. It's like a almost like a buck a buck per bale pretty much and I found that that was pretty feasible and I basically uh, my margin was like like a $4 markup per bale for the customer but um, within doing the, the work I had the uh, subcontractor agree to come out on the specific day to go ahead and lay it down and get it done um, I started it out pretty much pulling weeds and things like that to get it out of the way so and spraying the weeds so they'll die off and they won't grow through the pine straw and um the subcontractor reached back out to me and he told me he wasn't going to be able to make it that he was going to send his dad and he was on his way he'll be there in 10 minutes sure enough his dad pops up and uh i went ahead and i pointed out the areas that you know that we need to serve pretty much make sure his uh, pine straw installed in those areas. He went ahead and his counterpartner and they went ahead and started getting the pine straw off the truck. And I, I was noticing as soon as he was getting it off, he came out with a wheelbarrow. He dumped the wheelbarrow with, you know, pine pillars. And I don't know if you know about pine straw bales, but they come with pretty much two, two like scraps around them, two strings around them to keep them, the pillars together. It's like eight pillars per bale. But he came out with uh, wheelbarrows with, you know, pillars. So me thinking nothing of it, being that I know they know what I uh, requested as far as what needed to be down at that property. I figure, hey, as long as the job looks nice when he's done, of course, he are, they already know what is needed. Um, sure enough, so we get about 75, 80% through the job. Um, I walk over to him and I asked him, I was like, I was pretty accurate there, right? As far as uh, what I... I feel figure would fit here in this space and uh he was like uh yeah i'm you're right around about 45 bills right now um it probably is going to take 55 to 60. i say whoa 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 <laughs> i was like i requested for 35 bills when did you even go over that because it really doesn't look like 35 bills here Sure enough, I knew it wasn't that much put down. I don't know if he thought I was a rookie or somebody that haven't laid pine before, but I do pine from time to time. It's not a thing of mine because there's no really, there's no money in laying pine unless you're 
laying down a ton of them and you got a decent markup like $15 a bale or something they cost about five bucks average price and you're making $10 for bale that that's a crazy markup but who who does that and not many people do that you know they won't probably even get the job if they overprice it that much being that some people are a little bit informed that pine straw is a little bit of a cheaper route to go um but anywho he uh he he told me he was right he was around 45 bills to 50 bills so I was like, man, it really don't look like it. And I, I'm pretty sure this property, I know it doesn't take, it shouldn't even take that. So I went and um, I called the guy who I originally talked to, which is his son. I was like, hey, man, your your pop said it's around 45 to 50 bills. And this place is small. It's not that big. It really doesn't call for that much. Even if it's th thrown on heavy and it's layered up real good, which is what I preferred and it wasn't like that so I knew he was kind of short-handing me a little bit because I could see the ground in certain spots you shouldn't see the ground it shouldn't it should not be bare in certain spots but sure enough I could see the ground so I caught he I was like hey man not to you know say he's trying to get over on me but clearly when he came off the truck he didn't have full bales he didn't stage the bales I don't even think he kept up with the count of what was needed because he never came out with full bells from the start. It's like, and then he's throwing up numbers like 55 and 60 bales. That's well over my uh, over my uh, estimated margin, where it's cutting into my profit of where I estimated the job. So in reality, I want I didn't want to be basically doing the job for nothing because that's what it kind of what it came out to, you know paying an additional hundred bucks that you didn't expect to pay and it cuts into your profit you know and i feel like that wasn't right so as business owners i feel if anything changes along the way it's definitely effective if you communicate as far as the, the subcontract they should have communicated with me hey it's going to be more than this initially or hey i'm getting close to 35 or something like that for a business to go you know accordingly go well but he didn't do that so after he told me it would be 55 to 60 i'm like hey man um that's not what i agreed to and that's kind of not what i want because it's, it's too much it may not seem like much but it is because there's not a, a huge margin when it comes to pine straw but i think the thing while he upcharged me and tried to get over is because we're the business that we were putting the pine scroll down for was next door to Google. You could see Google coming in. It's like the main entrance. So I'm assuming he, he's like, oh man, this is a, maybe he was like, this is a high end area or he's probably making a huge profit margin. So I'm just tag on a hundred bucks or something or say it's more than what it is to, so it could benefit, but it hurt him because he picked up all his pine scroll and put it back on his truck literally he raked it up so he wasted his time uh, i kind of hated it because it, it looked bad from a business perspective that hey i got somebody out and they're uh, subcrunch right and they're out they're getting the job done and then next thing you know they're getting all their stuff and they're leaving like they're getting up the pine straw they put down they're leaving um so the i know the customer of the business was probably like man what's going on out there so i'm assuming before I can get back to the place because um, I had to run to the store nearby the uh, 
customer came out and spoke to the subcontractor and basically the subcontractor told him, hey, I didn't get paid. I didn't, I didn't get paid, so I'm going to go ahead and um, pick it up or whatever. So the customer, of course, told me that. But, of course, the customer don't know all the details of what happened because I feel like it's not necessary. As long as the job get done, you know, that's what really matters. So sure enough, I went out there. Um, after the after all the chaos, he picked up all his bales and he left and went off. It wasn't the same day. It was the following day. I went back out to the site by myself with just what I said I was going to go out there with, which was 35 bales. And come to find out, the place only took 25. So I got 10 bales extra. And it's heavy. It's heavy to the point where nothing else can go down. So moral of the story is be mindful of how far the product goes and what you can do with the product so you don't get you know cheated out of your profit because i could have easily said oh man i didn't think it was gonna do that but go ahead put it down and who it would have been pretty much pointless of me even being there because i don't know i don't go out to just make a hundred bucks in profit even if it is a subcontracted job I put in a little work, probably 30, 30 minutes to an hour before pulling weeds and things like that. But in the same token, my time is valuable and I don't go out to not make money. I want to be fruitful. <laughs> I want to be profitable. So I, I make sure I uh, communicate, you know, with subcontractors, uh, customers, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. But I just wanted to share that moment with you. So hopefully you can know you know in the future if you're thinking about subcontracting your job have an idea and make sure you communicate thoroughly very thoroughly and even in the process continue to communicate to make sure you know you're you guys are on the same page and everything's going to be all right <laughs> but uh that's all i got for you today um i just wanted to check in with you guys and share how this weekend went and until next time have a good one guys i just wanted to give you a short audio clip here probably about 15 minutes long maybe um just to cover some marketing things that i'm currently doing within uh this part of the year it's currently december 20th christmas is in another five days and i just wanted to kind of give you guys some things to think about um as far as your marketing for 2020 um, of course, as you know, this was my first year, 2019, in business. Um, going into my second year, I did a lot of. Uh, I've been doing a little bit more homework. Um, last night, I looked at my customer list. I went through and I um, pretty much I marked down the customers that I I have. Um, I had 70 customers within my first year, and I declined, started losing customers. Um, I did get sick for like a week. I had the flu, so I was down. I didn't have anybody to fill in to, uh, of course, route my customers. So I had a handful of customers that, you know, I never missed service that, you know, just had issues. They, I had about four to five drop off. And then some of the customers that I had on my customer list, I had listed them as, you know, routine customers. But they started to hit and miss, you know, some delayed payments, some, you know, 
they didn't want service each week, each uh, bi-weekly, you know, so that those kind of customers I started to draw within the season. So the customers that I ended up holding on to was the 35 and 35 is the customers that are solid. They're profitable accounts. Um, never had issue payment with the customers. Just good, solid customers. Less headache type customers. So I feel like that was a decent amount of customers to gain for my first year in business. Um, I was uh, thinking over the numbers that I actually have with these customers. As um, far as the pricing for the property, as um, far as lawn maintenance, just mowing, trimming, edging, and blowing away debris. And I, I think I got them fairly priced. Um, I'm not going to raise my prices um, with after my first year. I'm going to wait probably until next year, um, 2021, to upgrade my prices. Because I, I feel like I have these accounts fairly priced. Um, I say fairly priced because some of the customers that I'm currently holding on to is I can get done with the account by myself as a solo operator in less than 30 minutes. Some I can do less than 10 minutes. Like I literally can knock those counts out fast and they're pretty profitable. I got them priced at probably $50 per loan or $40. I even have one that I know I can finish in like eight minutes. I have that one priced at 25 bucks. That's like my lowest account I have. And I'm talking, this property is probably like maybe maybe 2,000 square feet of lawn space. So I'm literally, I can zip around the house on my 52 inch, no fence lines. So I can zip around the house, mow, trim, edge, blow within, you know, minutes. First thing I do is when I get there, I jump off, I hit, I hit, hit the front uh, driveway and the roadside with the edger. That takes probably maybe one minute then I jump on the zero turn, mow the full lawn, and I zip around the house pretty fast with the uh, trimmer because there's no uh, no fence lines. So I get it done with that account pretty fast. Anywho. But um, back to my, what I was talking about with my customers, um, I hold on to the ones that I felt were profitable and worth keeping, um, not a headache customers and stuff like that. So moving into my 2020 season, I pretty much, uh, I consolidated my customers. I consolidated them onto one day in a specific area. I'm trying to work on route density. So so I moved recently about 20 minutes farther away from my routed area. So it's a bit bit of a struggle, you know, getting to my uh, service area. It's a little bit more of a headache. So instead of me traveling out to that area multiple times throughout the week, I consolidated them onto a Wednesday where I can service my commercial property and also hit all of my accounts um, within that day. Yes, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge being that um, well, I would say it'd be a challenge. I had days within my last season that I was doing 15 accounts, um, probably like twice a week. But this, the, being that I consolidated my customers in this area, I think in one area I got like 20, like 21 customers that I'll be pretty much scheduled to do. And that's not including if I continue to grow in those neighborhoods, which I plan to do. 
but also being that it'll be 20, 20 or more accounts that I'll be knocking out, more than likely I'll be having a second hand on so I can uh, get them done within reasonable time one day and I can focus on marketing on the other days and uh, closer neighborhoods to where I'm located. But I will keep my route because that's kind of what grew my business to where it's at today. Um, so I made a list of the customers I'm keeping, which is 35. 35 customers. And those 35 customers, I looked at how I, I captured their attention. Um, how did I receive these customers? I'm using, uh, of course, yard books to uh, keep up with my customers. So every customer that I ever did an estimate for or that I currently have, I know exactly where they came from. They either came from Google, they came from Nextdoor. If they were a referral, I know who referred them. All that information is put right into my yard, uh, yard book system as a tag so I know exactly where this customer came from. So when I looked at my list to see, you know, my source of uh, clientele, majority of it was from my Google. Um, I had a fair amount from Facebook, but majority of it was my Google, like 60% of it. So I definitely reinvested into my my website and continue doing some SEO work to try to uh, capture customers doing more uh, ad, running more ads and things like that. But being that I know it's profitable, um, if I get one to two customers, they pretty much pay for the ads that I had to run to uh, get them so I, I'm pretty comfortable with that but um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about the timing of running ads of course you have to run certain ads uh, like you wouldn't run a lawn care ad typically in the uh, colder season where the grass is dormant or it's winter time you probably wouldn't wanna want to run a lawn care ad but leaf cleanups of course that's something of course is a hot button everybody's you know leaves are falling their lawns are looking bad because of course the time of the year the seasons shift so that's the marketing i'm currently doing as of december uh, i'm gonna probably do this all the way up to february and then march is when i'm planning to kick off my season and full flight mode basically i'll be servicing my customers again on a bi-weekly schedule but to keep my business afloat, um, I've been servicing my commercial accounts like Burger King, apartment complexes. Those are places that need continuous maintenance year round because it's different people that occupy uh, apartment complexes, people that come to businesses every day. So it was good to have a, a couple of commercial accounts to uh, secure my um, financials a little bit keep some income coming in in the meantime try to continue to lock other jobs down but I was uh, doing a little bit of homework and I noticed there's multiple different platforms that are pretty much going to be a hot button for me this season um, the first thing I want to mention which is new to me is Google Guarantee so Google Guarantee, if you go on google.com and you type in lawn care, just type in lawn care, of course it's going to use your your uh, proximity to locate 
the lawn cares in your area well there's a top three pack which shows the top three rated uh, companies in the area there's a new section that Google's just put in place which is the Google guarantee and that's above the uh, the top three uh, rated uh, lawn care providers in the area it's not the ad section where of course you see the maps where your three pack and then above that is the the ads above that is the Google guarantee and Google guarantee is basically Google is backing up um, businesses long as they have license and insurance um, they're backing up businesses by saying hey if there's any type of uh, damage or you're unsatisfied with the, the work that was being done we will reimburse you up to two thousand dollars in uh, property damage or whatever so they're backing up your insurance basically by be, you being legit the thing is that's that's basically drawing in customers who want a, you know a reliable and trustworthy company they will they'll more than likely click on that before they scroll down the page you know first impression is the first thing they see of course they're going to check it out so there's a difference with the the listings now Google getting Google guaranteed in South Carolina in my area they require you to have a, a agricultural herbicide license basically if you're using weed control fertilization and things like that you have to have that license to get Google guaranteed period even if you're just a lawn care person so that's a thing I'm going through at the moment I'm trying to get my uh, certification so going into 2020 I'll be Google guaranteed currently right now there's only two companies in my area that are Google guaranteed and that is uh, one lawn care one landscaping company which has the green check and true green but there's only two companies and you can look if you're in you can be in the next city over two cities over and you type in lawn care or whatever keywords that that company has and they're gonna pop up before any other company so I can imagine the amount of business that they're receiving based off of uh, just those factors so I was like man I gotta get my uh, I gotta get myself situated because as of right now it takes about three to four weeks before you actually get Google guaranteed so I'm kind of behind the eight ball at the moment I would say because it's December the season kicks off in March so if I'm serious about getting Google guarantee I would need to I would need to uh, go ahead and get my license which is gonna take time and then I will have to wait four weeks after I get my license um, for the Google guarantee to be approved and go through and everything but that's a time, you know, if I'll be paying it pretty close if I don't uh, get on it sooner than later. I want it for the, you know, the peak of the season, March, March, April, May, June, July, all that good stuff. That's the time where I want my Google guarantee to be effective. Um, pretty much, and they, the Google guarantee, uh, pretty much, um, you're paying for leads, direct leads. You're not playing, paying if somebody clicks on your page but if people start calling you, like they literally, they fill out, a, they go to your website, they fill out a form, or they call you directly um, based off of 
your Google guarantee, I believe you're paying about 20 bucks per lead. I'd rather pay Google than pay Home Advisor, uh, Angie's List, and all the other uh, people, the B2B companies out there. Because Google, I feel, is more broadly used than those those uh, platforms. People, people, people use Google every day. Every day. I can imagine how many searches they have. So that's a hot button for me, um, getting Google guaranteed. Another thing that I uh, realized uh, was another platform to use was Nextdoor. Not your normal Nextdoor app where you could just log in your personal account. Um, I'm talking about a Nextdoor business account, which you can't use. The, they don't have a mobile platform for it yet, but you can use the web browser on your phone to manage your account. But I was on my desktop and I typed in Nextdoor because I, I I know there's ways to run ads on on uh, Nextdoor. So I was very curious. I was like, man, this is catering directly to communities that I want to directly be in. And this will help me with proximity if I can pick up some of these clients in these areas. So I began to uh, do a little research and I found out, hey, I can make a business account for my next for the next door app and this the direct subdivisions that I want to be in I can cater directly to them by you know running ads running local deals and things like that um, it, it also have a, a analytical part of it to where it shows you how many people clicked uh, clicked on your ad how many people viewed your ad and things like that so yes that costs it's not free um, marketing costs depending on how you're doing it um, I think it cost me um, it cost me 40 bucks and I ran an ad I'm running an ad for 30 days and it's serving to I think 10,000 people 10,000 people are within uh, I think a three mile radius from my location and it's in 24 different subdivisions um, I feel like that's well worth it, even if I get some attention. You know, I'm I'm at at the moment. The ad I ran was for uh, leaf cleanups, so if I get two clients, one client, you know, it's gonna pay for my ad. So that's the the perks of what I look at every time I put out any type of marketing material. I look at if I put this out, what is gonna be my ROI, my return on investment. <laughs> so if I put forty bucks out of there. And a client called me and I set up a, a estimate. I lock in a job at 150, 200. I just paid for that. And now everything else is just going to be profitable, period. Not to mention, I do like the uh, sometime doing the, the one time jobs within the winter season, like leaf cleanups, because yes, it may not be a secured customer. They may take care of the online for the rest of the season, but I have the opportunity to perfect their lawn when it looks bad and get a, a review from Google by, you know, make sure I speak with that customer. Hey, um, if you're pleased with the service and I like to speak with them directly, like uh, face to face when I uh, ask them to do my review, because my conversion rate is much better than when I text it to them or when I uh, talk to them over the phone. Seem like, you know, they are like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it over the phone but sometimes you just never get it filled out so 
I try not to, you know, hack people. <laughs> yeah, hey, can you please fill out a form or review? You know, if they don't want to fill it out or they don't, I don't know. Some people just don't fill it out. Otherwise, I'll have 200 reviews for all the customers I've already serviced um, throughout my first year. Um, yeah, so that's another thing I'm focusing on. So it's Google Guaranteed, the next door business uh, profile. And of course, the thing that always will be a hot button is keeping updated content for my website. Um, I've been working on other things. If you're probably not in tune with SEO work, but I'm working on uh, domain authority at this moment, meaning my website needs to have, you know, a high domain authority for it to rank in on my Google listing or Google My Business. Um, that's one of those things. It's, it could be tricky, you know. You got to have uh, other third parties who already have a high domain authority um, that's similar to your niche, but not directly catering to the, the service that you're catering. And you can need to kind of figure out how you can have them. For instance, what I'm doing right now, I'm going to use, I'm thinking of using a, a landscape nursery well a nursery a plant nursery this nursery of course this is where i get my mulch from i do mulch jobs when i do landscape type work um this is where i grab plants from when i do in plant installs any type of you know landscape material i pretty much grab it from this place so what i'm gonna ask this place is hey if i create an article you know and refer to you as the company that i reach out to could you would you post this on your page so what that is is a guest post and it links back to my page so being that they have a higher authority because they're a larger business the customers will go from their business and if they want to read more of this article which is the key if they read more they more than likely uh transfer over to my page and that builds dwell time because they're interested in what they're reading of course it has to be a high quality article it has to be very informative and simplified to the point where anyone can understand it so i have someone actually writing me up an article uh, within my niche to uh try to capture some of these customers and also it has to be a high quality article because i want it to be approved by the landscape nursery they don't i'm more than sure they don't want you know, just anything thrown out there. But looking at their website and looking at their SEO and how their page is structured, they can use some of my help with drawing in uh, customers. They don't know, but I've studied their domain authority, their page quality, all of those things. And I feel like I would definitely fit fit in the place to uh, help enhance their place. And it works vice in two ways also when it comes to guest posting. I can post on my page referring to them within the article and the people who come to my page, I go to them. Why would I want to send people to the nursery? Everybody, they might know where it's at. And luckily the nursery don't have prices and stuff posted, but they'll, they'll know where I get it from. They won't know how much it costs and stuff like that, but it'll help them understand that I'm dealing with a local business and this is where it comes from and stuff like that. 
in case they they have any ideas of plants and stuff like that that may give them more ideas of things they that they may desire for their lawn because i'm more than sure that the website has a couple different options of you may maybe rocks mulch um gravel all different types of things that they may want to consider as doing in for future projects of the properties but that's uh that's one thing i don't want to keep climbing to a rabbit hole about this but <laughs> just want to kind of give you guys an idea of what i do for don't what i've learned and what i'm doing in my business to grow it for the second year um my website did awesome for me for my uh first year did awesome for me i built my own website i do all my own seo work i have a background in computer science um that i went to college for of course i didn't finish college but computers and technology is always where my heart has been <laughs> so when it comes to something like that i always like to dig in and i'm i'm more than invested i'm the type of guy that i can stay up stay up day after day five o'clock six seven o'clock in the morning all night long on the computer that's me so i know with when it comes to websites it takes a lot of thing things to make it run smoothly like anybody can just throw a website together anybody can just get a theme and throw stuff together but when it comes to putting things in the right place making sure everything functions correctly um page speed um that, that's a big ranking factor if your page loads too slow on um, google lower you in the, the, the uh listings there's so many different factors to what help you rank on google and um being that i gained majority of my customers from google it's a priority to me to make sure everything is squared away for my second year to continue to improve it um i don't want to you know drop the ball on it if i know that's where vast majority of my clients come from and I'm just trying to improve it so it's simplified for them. I'm not trying to, you know, load them down with too much information. But I'm putting things in place. Putting things in place so I can continue to grow my business and gain more clients in my area. But, um, so I've covered over a few things. Um, Google Guarantee, uh, some of the SEO work that I'm doing as far as the domain authority next door and um, lately also I've been utilizing um, Craigslist um, of course Craigslist is an older platform but Craigslist still work there's older clients that still use you know the Craigslist they still search on Craigslist for the services and things that they're looking for so from time to time not it's not a something i do often but it's probably at least once a month i'm going to continue to spend my five bucks and post a listing of services you know and it's catering to a specific area so i won't be getting calls from farther out so i feel like it's worth it um i have received multiple calls um every time i've placed out an ad for you know estimates and things like that so I'll continue to utilize that at least once a month to kind of capture some of the customers that, you know, cater to, well, continue, continues to use Craigslist. Oh, um, what else do we have here? We got, man, it's been a long day. And, um, 
I believe that's all I have for you guys. It's a little. I went over my time. Of course, I said this will just be a 15-minute uh, cover of you know some of the things that I'm doing as far as marketing. But this is the time to have your plan together, definitely, for what you're going to be doing as far as marketing for the next year. Because you don't want to shoot from the hip. <laughs> you shoot from the hip, and everything's going to be a learning experience for you. But um, it's all about timing when you put out ads and make sure you're putting out the correct ads within the time. You know, gain those customers. Um, but I believe that's all I have for you guys. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you uh can learn some of the things that I've just talked about. Um, look into it more. Go on, you know, YouTube. Learn what you can learn about SEO. Um, if if you're into trying to build your own website, um, I'm gonna make another audio and it's just gonna specifically talk about my website because there's so many factors in it. And if you're trying to start up your business and you don't want to spend fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred, it costs it costs money to make a website, a quality website that's gonna do well. And it's reasons that it costs. You know, I understand why people charge fifteen hundred, two grand, up to ten grand just to build a website it's a lot of background work that people don't see that go into it you know um there's a lot of content just a lot of time invested in it um if of course for larger companies and people that know what they're doing it may not take them as long because they're using multiple people for different sectors of it of learning how to streamline your business and things like that but it's definitely uh, it's worth the money if you you spend it. Of course, you gotta find someone who already has a track record and making you rank and putting content together uh, based off of your niche your, in your market. Like say, if you of course you're in lawn care, but what if you offer other services like lawn care and irrigating or lawn care and weed control and fertilization? You know, you want to find someone who's able to uh, know how to do their research and put things in place to capture the customers in the best way but i won't talk about all that stuff fully right now in this audio uh i'll go over that in another audio until next time guys Be easy hey guys in this podcast i want to talk to you about six things that you can download or make sure you fill out a profile of to market your business for exposure. Um, these things are free. It just takes time um, to get these things in place. Uh, the key to what I'm about to tell you is continuity, meaning information that's going to be placed on these pages. Um, they have to match exactly. If you have certain hours that your business is operating, hours have to match. If you have certain days that you're closed, it have to be matching the days that's closed. Um, all the information across each of these platforms have to match that's vital to uh, your SEO work for before you actually make your website. So the first thing I want to start with is Facebook. Facebook is a high domain authority type website. Um, domain authority is basically like a, a ranking factor on, on Google that basically it's a high, it, it receives a lot of traffic. Um, so Facebook, you definitely need to make a Facebook account for your business. 
um, because that's one of the key ways you can drive people in. Make sure all the information matches um, down to the hours. You can even put in some of your services. If you happen to put in some of the services that you provide, make sure you have exact matching words. Don't switch the words from uh, site to site. Of course, with the other platforms that I'll be telling you about, you can only fill out so much information on the details of your service. So be mindful of just trying to make sure everything matches across the board. The next thing you should create is a Google My Business account. Um, Google My Business, that's the, the main way I feel like I grew my business within my first year of business. Um, make sure the information matches, again, the address. <clears throat> so the thing with the address on Google My Business, it can be a little bit tricky. Um, you can either put your regular address where your home is located if you don't mind people knowing where you live or you can use the service area you can still have you're still gonna have to put your address in but you can put it as if you don't want your your home to be located on Google Maps under your business but I would say from what I've learned about SEO work the more uh, detailed you are about your specific location the easier it is for your proximity to cater to the people that's closer around you but um Google My Business, make sure you create that. And with Facebook and Google My Business, make sure you're updating content. So if you're out, you're doing jobs, you get out, get out the truck, take pictures of the job before, take pictures after. Make sure you're posting at least once or twice a week on Facebook and Google My Business, because that is gonna be a huge deal to you know keeping updated content. And also, you know, people seeing different things and seeing that your accounts are actually active, um, big piece of it. Um, the next thing I want to tell you is a next door business listing. Um, basically, you can make a, a next door business account. Next door caters to neighborhoods and subdivisions within your city. Um, it's good to definitely capture the customers that's already in the area if you're targeting a specific market. Um, so the business account, um, I realized that you have to go on to a, either a desktop or you have to use a, a mobile browser, but you cannot create a, a business account, a next door business account uh, through the app just because it's not allowed just yet. They don't have it optimized for uh, mobile just yet, but it does work for the web browser for your uh, tablet or phone. But um, definitely create a next door uh, business listing that way if one of the neighbors that you possibly sold a service to or you capture any customers from the next door that they can recommend your business to other people um, that's a way to uh, of course <clears throat> get some uh, recognition recognition within your business um, the other three things that I'm about to tell you about these are things that you would download just for basically uh, it's pretty much link building a source to uh, have basically traffic come from Yellow Pages, Yelp, and Bing to your uh, your Facebook account, your or your Google listing, or your website. I recommend you definitely uh, get a Yellow Pages account. Um, that's a common used directory for business back in the day. It's still used today. Um, of course, they've changed up their marketing strategy as um, far as selling leads but i don't buy into that i just make sure i have a, a normal listing 
That way, if someone's searching for lawn care and possibly being that I'm listed on the drum, they may see me. So that's a possibility for leads. Yelp is also just like Yellow Pages, similar process. Make sure all the information matches across everything I'm telling you. It's vital. Um, if you move locations, you're gonna have to go in and change the information to all of these places. That way, you know, there's no friction to where exactly you're located. It throws the system off. So you want all your information to match. Um, Bing is still uh, a widely used uh, search platform. Um, it's not as popular as Google, but Bing is still used and you want to make sure you create a business account, business listing um, under Bing. That way people can find you on Bing if they're searching for Yahoo. Yahoo is pretty much Bing, they're the same, uh, same company. But um, I recommend you get those things in place uh, before you actually uh, you know, start your website. Um, that way you have some, uh, some backup. And once you do create your website, you're gonna have to go back to these sites and plug in your website, of course. Um, I, I, I just wanted to list these things to assure that you have them because I feel like they do make a significant di difference to the success of your business and gaining new leads without having to pay. Um, of course, all of, each one of these platforms, they all have advertising if you want to run ads. I run continuous ads on Facebook. I continuously run ads on Google My Business, Nextdoor ad, Nextdoor business account. I recently started running uh, ads within the local deal section, Yellow Pages, Yelp, and Bing. I don't commonly use, um, but I'm pretty sure that they would probably gain leads also to the business, but at a higher price point. So I, I like to work with something that I can manually operate and put, put a budget on what I'm, uh, my investment pretty much. Um, so once you got all these things set up, uh, you will need a website. If you're thinking about making your own website, there's a lot of moving parts with it. There's a lot of information that you need to learn. Um, I'm going to give you a recommendation. Um, so Wix is currently what I started my business out with, and that was the first season. Wix worked awesome for me. I gained a ton of leads. Majority of my clients that I currently have, I gained from Wix. But Wix had a bit of an issue to where the amount of content that I need to put on my page, videos, and things like that, it's the servers move too slow to handle the information that I need to put in place. So what that's doing is my landing page, which is my home page. So if you type in my website, go to my home page, my home page loads slow. That's horrible. You don't want your home page to load slow. If your homepage loads slow, uh, from from analytics, they basically say to people's attention spans, uh, if it's, your page doesn't load faster than three seconds, they're already gone. So that creates pretty much a high leave rate, pretty much a bounce rate on your account. You want to keep your bounce rate low when it comes to uh, your website. And that's a whole different bargain, a whole different, uh, you know, podcast if I want to talk about bounce rate and things like that but that's just a, a brief description of uh, things you want to focus on so the web servers are too slow for Wix which is something I've been struggling with so what I did to to uh, speed up my page I optimized it to where I don't have much content on my landing page 
but it, I do have other pages that uh, have information um, that's more valuable that they travel to try to see. So I may have like links within my home page that link them to another page. And that's kind of what helps me capture my customers. And everything is simplified. Um, so it's not, everything's not crammed together. You have white space, page space to where people can actually scroll. Because so, if they have to scroll, that's the longer that they're staying on your page. People staying on your page is definitely uh, what you're targeting. You want them to stay on your page and you want them to fill out, of course, your, your, the, the uh, app for, you know, if you're trying to capture the, their information part, their name, phone number, address, email, all that stuff. All that stuff should definitely be on there. Uh, call to action should be on your homepage at the top of it. All that. Um, the problem also that I have with Wix is not only the speed, but Wix, Wix does this thing where they have their own service. So that's why the speed is hindered. Um, versus somewhere like WordPress, you can use it and you can use a third party web server which moves super fast and you can upload all the type of content that you want. The difference with Wix and WordPress is Wix is more for people who don't know how to do any type of coding and things like that. It pretty much has templates that you can easily put together and fill in the information, customize the information to you know, so you'll have an efficient running website. But when it comes to customization and doing, you know, a lot of different things, it's not ideal for that because it can't handle it. Um, so that's one of the things I, I really didn't like about it. It's slowing down my speed and I can't customize it as much. That's the two cons I would say of Wix. The, the pros is that for someone who doesn't, you know, have experience in the field of, um, SEO work and building websites, it'll work for you. And the, the biggest part of it is it's cheap. It's much cheaper than WordPress, um, which I think is like 30 bucks, 20, 20, 30 bucks a month um, versus, and it's, it, it charges from month to month. You know, starting out your business, you might not want to spend, you know, three, 400 bucks on your site. WordPress, However, it charges you annually, not monthly. So you may pay the same amount that you're paying on Wix. Like for instance, I pay 25 bucks a month on Wix for my website. Um, and I like that because I can kind of just, you know, throttle it. And if I decide to toss it next month and build a website on WordPress, I can do that. But I'm kind of just holding on to it at the moment because I've created the page and the content. It, it took a while to do that stuff, putting everything in place. And you can't just transfer stuff from Wix to WordPress. You literally have to do it over. Um, you can maybe have a copy, copy Word content, but putting things in place and colors, all that stuff, you'll have to do all over. So I've, I've already invested within Wix. So that's the only reason I'm sticking with it. Um, as far as the price point, it worked for me at the moment. But I definitely am considering upgrading and going over to WordPress because it, it may cost more um, even at a small account. A small account on WordPress um, with your own domain costs, I believe, 100 bucks um, for the year. But typically, the things that I do and the, all the other features with 
have to go up to a premium package, which costs 300 bucks a month. Then they have a package even higher than that. But I would need uh, at least the uh, premium package that costs 300 bucks. And I, I don't, I don't want to spend that at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to spend that at the moment just because I'm a startup and I feel like for the amount of leads that I received to my website throughout the season, it's not necessary for me to spend it just yet. But I will be definitely finishing out this season with, uh, with Wix and then I'll be upgrading, all right? I may even upgrade uh, after the peak of the season, no telling. But I've already put forth a lot of work into this website for it to rank in the position that it's at. Um, it's I don't want to switch over just yet because I've been putting a lot of work in. I'm invested. So starting out, if you think you can uh, handle it, I would say step over to WordPress first because you'll be able to get more benefits and you won't have hindrance and you'll be able to do more than I have going on with my site. Yes, my site looks nice, but there's many other things that I, I realize I can be doing to, uh, you know, intrigue people coming in and catch their attention and keep them on my page that I cannot apply to my page at the moment just because it can't handle everything. Um, you get what you pay for, and that's what I know. Um, I'm gonna continue optimizing my pages and try to make it fit best for my business, but I will be moving from uh, Wix. Um, and I believe that's all I have for you guys. Um, make sure you write down these tips. Facebook, Google My Business, Nextdoor Business Listing, Yellow Pages, Yelp, and Bing. All the information has to be the same across each platform. Um, and that's pretty much what I recommend for you guys. Um, if you guys have anything for me, uh, shoot a message over to my Instagram page or my YouTube videos, and I'll see if I can give you some details within the next audio. All right, until next time, guys. Hey, guys, in this podcast, I want to talk to you guys about reviews um, for your business. Um, so people look at reviews a lot. Um, think about it. Before you go out to certain restaurants, and depending on where you're at, you might want to see, you know, the resume, the online resume of this business before you actually travel to it. They have bad reviews, majority of bad reviews. If they're two star and they got 20 reviews or something, more than likely you probably won't be going there just because you may get a bad idea about it, you know, because that's pretty bad. So that works similar also to your lawn care landscape business. Um, your reviews is pretty much what people say of you around so that's like your resume that's the only thing the customer can connect about you unless they were referred to you by a neighbor or something if they don't know anything about your company and they're researching lawn care and they see a list of three different companies in the top three or, or the top four companies if they happen to be looking on a desktop um they're gonna look at the reviews first they're gonna be like okay there's three companies, there's four companies here. Which one has the highest reviews? And which one has the lowest reviews? More than likely, they're gonna click on the person with the highest reviews first because they're gonna feel like they're more reliable, they've been in business longer, and things like that. The, of course, the reviews will have to be positive and they have to be you know, a great, a great bunch over the other the competitors, but more than likely, you get the first opportunity when you have a decent amount 
of reviews. It's vital to focus on reviews on Google, my business listing, um, and also Facebook. Um, I've kind of dropped the ball and I'm kind of going back to the drawing board to make sure I get their views on Facebook because those are also important being that people use social media uh, to search for businesses uh, nowadays more often. <laughs> so focusing on the reviews are very important. And also to get these reviews currently right now for my business, I have 46 reviews. This is my first year in business and looking at some of the companies like larger companies as far as like the greenery or, you know, you know, multi-million dollar landscape lawn care companies. They don't have that many reviews, you know, uh, I believe the, the greenery has like 110 or something like that. I would think being that they have hundreds of customers that they may have more than that. So. Of course, the majority of those reviews are not positive. They're not five starred all the way across the board. It's probably customers that, you know, probably wasn't happy with their business, um, being that they service so many people. Um, they fall short somewhere, possibly. Um, so they don't have five star reviews across the board, but they have the most reviews. Um, reviews in general, um, good or bad, shows that, hey, you're human and you make mistakes and being that I can look at this review and see what type of mistake it was, I can have an idea of what I'll be getting myself into if I decide to use you for business. And so what I did for my first year in business to get my reviews, um, I kind of I kind of thought it out to think, of, OK, why am I doing this? Um, why am I doing this lawn care business? What's the main reasons? What, of course, I want to make a bunch of money. I want to make sure I'm able to support my family. So I was like, you know what? Being that I'm full time, this is my livelihood. This is what I need to survive. So I was like, you know what? I may include a little bit of this within my pitch. So typically, the first time I service my customers, that's when I try to get a review. Yes, that's probably fast to try to get a review from a customer, but First impression means a lot. And 95% of the time, all of the customers I service, they're very pleased with the quality of my work. So I catch them at their high point, pretty much. That's when they're pretty much, you know, saying, man, that's a great job. And man, thank you. I appreciate you so much. When they're saying all that stuff, after you've completed the service, that's the timing. As soon as they get done saying all that stuff, that's when I usually throw my pitch. So typically my pitch is I, I do it multiple different ways. Um, I feel like body language speaks also and basically your tone, not say I change my, the, my voice tone, but I sound sincere to why I'm asking. So usually say if I'm just getting done, I'm getting off the mower and just put it up in a truck or whatever. And I walk up to the customer and they're telling me, yeah, it looks great, man. I really appreciate you getting it in so fast. And it looks much, much better than it did. Man, the wife's going to love this or my husband's going to love this. He gonna... Whenever you're saying all those things, positive things, you catch them in a positive mood. Um, that's that's when I, I walk, when I'm walking up to them, if I have my uh, my shades on, I, put my, I take my shades off and I put them on my head. 
I put them on my head because I want the customer to look into my eyes when I speak to them. <laughs> it's not like we're about to do something or nothing like that, but I want the customer to look into my eyes to see the sincerity of it. And um, so basically, I was like, hey, um, if you're pleased with my service, um, it would mean a lot to me if you can go on my Google page and leave my business a review. Um, this is my livelihood. This is how I support my family. This is how I pay my bills. I really appreciate if you can leave a review. It really helps grow my business. Boom. That's my pitch. So when I say that to him, the process of actually getting this done is I have a I have my Google review link within my text messages on my clipboard. So all I have to do is Go to that customer's name, cop paste it, and I usually put uh, the same thing. Uh, hey, I would the same thing that I just told them, or similar to it, within that uh, text message with the, a link. All they have to do is click it, and pretty much on the text message, it's even simplified. This only take about fifteen seconds of your time, so people feel like they're not over investing when they have to do something. You asking of something of them. So I was like, hey, it only take about 10, 15 minutes of your time. I mean, 10, 15 seconds <laughs> of your time. Um, and they, and more than likely, all those customers are like, yeah, I'll fill it out. And they do it right then. That's my best way to convert to get a review um, from a customer. And there's been other times where, you know, the customer may not be home or I might not see them face to face. And I feel like those are the more challenging times it's to to get a review because you can't convert that customer by them not seeing you i guess the sincerity of it or the transparency you know they can't see that hey you did a good job and all you want is you know leave a review to help out their business you know they probably feel like you're just trying to get them to fill out a form and people don't like filling out forms if somebody asks you to fill out a form for something you probably be like eh i don't want to so that's the pitch that I use to uh, to convert customers to leave a review on my uh, faith my Google page. But also, I, I'm going to be using this same pitch possibly to convert customers into leaving reviews on my Facebook because that's just as important, being that it's used so much nowadays. Um, I need to go back to the drawing board and make sure I get those reviews on Facebook and Google. Of course, there's other platforms like Yelp, Yellow Pages, and you know, uh, Nextdoor, Nextdoor app, where customers are looking for service and somebody happens to recommend. You need customers to also recommend your business. All those things are help grow your leads and grow your uh, your reputation online by people seeing all that stuff going on. And vice versa, if there were bad reviews, I feel sorry for you because people see that too. And how you respond to bad reviews or how you handle that professionally online also is a judgment of your character as a person that, okay, maybe he, he, he apologized. First thing I saw him do, he apologized to the customer and, and he seemed like he got down to the bottom of it and fixed it, you know. So, hey, I like why, how he went about resolving the issue that he had with that customer. You know, I have, I said I have almost 50 reviews. I'm right at 46, but I have one bad review. And that bad review came from a customer that, whew, she was just, no, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't the female. Yeah, it, it was a female. It was a female. 
um, a review came from a customer who was just really bargain, trying to bargain with me after I initially gave her the estimate. She was trying to see if I can get the price cheaper. And then I was like, uh, sorry, uh, the amount that it's going to cost to redefine these beds and, you know, put, put pine straw in, get rid of the weeds out of the bed. The amount of time that it's going to cost, I can't break my price down any farther. Um, as a business, I won't be profitable. So she agreed to get it for me to get it done. So I do the job. What does she do? She said she was disappointed with the job. It looked, I know it looked beautiful. It looked really good. And I didn't go out of the lines of what I discussed with her of what I was going to do. So I was trying to understand what, why is she mad? She said, I messed up her beds. I destroyed it. I made them four feet wide and they were only like three feet. But then the thing that I did to cover myself was I took before and I took afters. So when I showed her what I did, I was like, hey, this is the before pictures. All I did was move all of the pine straw out of the way. This is, of course, is where the border's at. It's called redefining your beds, meaning wherever there's where the our normal edge line was, that's currently where it should be. You know, it just need to be defined a bit more so it'll look nice. And that's what I did. So she was assuming that I guess I made them wider, which clearly I didn't after she saw the photos. But of course, as a customer, they always seem to continue to egg on. She's like, yeah, this is not right. This sounds like, okay, well, ma'am, you're not satisfied with it. She really disrespectful. She was cursing. And at that point, I should have really just kind of walked away from that customer because I shouldn't have to tolerate a customer cussing like cussing and all that stuff because you know nobody shouldn't have to deal with nobody like that especially if you're there to resolve fix whatever the customer claim the problem is you know you shouldn't take disrespect like that so i i had to tell her i was like hey um i i, I would appreciate if you don't curse um i i'm not disrespecting you i was here to help you um of course, it may not came out the way exactly how you want it. This is the before and after photos. Um, but if you want it to get back to normal, what I could do is I can kind of, uh, I could put down seed because I did cut the bed. Uh, I moved the pine straw. I, I fluffed it. So it looked like it was basically moved all the way up. I'll say I, I could put down some seed. I can put down some uh organic uh fertilizer and these areas are fill in within a few weeks the grass will be right back where it's supposed to be if you feel like i cut it too far cut it too far out and uh so i i end up getting down to the bottom and i even had a guy come out and do some help me do some other work on it but at the end of the day the lady left me a bad review horrible review she didn't pay me so those are huge problems sometimes you just gotta know when to, uh, you know, just cut your losses. But I feel like the customer at originally, she just wanted a bargain. She wanted to bargain with me and she wanted the job done for free. And that's the main reason that she did all that. Um, what made me feel better about it a bit also is there was, I was in a subdivision, this customer was spazzing out. And this customer, uh, she was, she was kind of loud. So 
there were construction workers in the neighborhood building houses and there was uh companies you know moving all through the neighborhood but the one guy he must have heard a lady talking to me or whatever but this guy went to my facebook page he located my business because i have my a truck and trailer where my enclosed trailer has my business name on it he went on it and he left me a positive review he was like he was like uh this guy does great work and does great work and he just elaborated of basically the job that he saw that i did it's like wow this guy doesn't even know me never seen him before nothing and then he sent me a direct message he was like hey man i don't know how you dealt with that person uh you know with her 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 behavior but i i respect you for that and that shows me some of the things that i deal with you know it's probably nothing to deal with compared to what you just kind of was able to sit through. And, you know, I I salute how you resolved it. But I was like, wow. I was like, so this person seeing this lady spazzing on me and he felt he felt as he felt sincere, like, man, this dude did a good job and she's making all this fuss. And you know what? He reached out to me and pretty much left me a message. Say, it kind of encouraged me at that moment because i was kind of ticked off i was like man this doesn't make any sense i was like first of all this job costing me over 500 bucks and that's 500 out of pocket far as using a bed definer and just getting all the materials and then the time invested this job cost me over 500 bucks and you know that's 500 bucks that i i just took a loss on and not to know that she was going to leave me a review a few weeks later a horrible review for my facebook page so i was like wow it's like that sucks but at the end of the day you know you run into customers that you know they don't know how to they don't you know they they just want to cut you short they want to try to either get something done for free and that's pretty much why i feel like she was getting at um i still have the pictures in my phone today that the work looked good so i don't understand what why the customer went left on me like that um, she's seen plenty of my portfolio. She's seen all the work I've done. So her, for her to do that, I feel like, man, it was kind of like, she kind of targeted me a little bit. She said, people always taking advantage. It's like, ma'am, I'm not here to take advantage of you. Um, as soon as you mentioned that it wasn't to how you expected, I came right over. I didn't delay in messaging. I called you. I tried to talk to you. I'm here and I'm trying to fix the problem. So bear with me like like understand that i'm not trying to get over like whoever you had uh problems with in the past or whatever so it was just toxic though and to that customer this day i'm i'm still like man it sucks that my business had to take a a hit on reviews from that you know but at the end of the day guys from, from what i learned from that experience is if you try to if you see someone that's trying to you know, give you less than what you're worth or give you less than what you're worth or what you're you're not going to be profitable from a job and you feel like, you know, they're just going to be a cheapskate. Try, you may want, the first impression I would think is try not to secure that customer because if they get upset with you uh, for anything or they'll find a reason to get upset with you just so it can go the way they want it to go. And that's kind of where, I feel like I experienced 
Um, someone wanted to be cheap, so they made me look bad. Um, well, they, they, yeah, she made basically made me look bad publicly, and that that wasn't cool. But the thing about my portfolio is all the customers I have and all the good things customers say about me. It's undeniable that some of the the many things out of the forty six reviews are truth. Everybody is different, so none of my customers didn't say the exact same line. They're all different people from all different uh, nationalities, different areas of the city. So the, the lines are all different. I I provided different services. So the 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 resume online, far as my reviews, shows that hey, overall this is a good person. I don't know what situation they had with him, but he's a good guy. I'm gonna call this company. That's what, and I feel like I I didn't lose, started losing business because of one review. I just hey, it is what it is. The damage is already done. Keep moving forward. Can't let that take me down. So that's what I encourage you guys to do if you get any bad reviews. Because sometimes it's even competitors. <laughs> they may make a, a fake account on you and just start giving you bad reviews so they feel like their business is uplifted a bit more. But it doesn't typically work that up that easy. But um, that's all I got for you guys. I won't rant on. Uh, but try to get those reviews. Work on your pitch. Find out what works for you. Find what fits your lifestyle. And what you feel that the customer will value off of your pitch like. Like, I feel like a male respects that, hey, this is my livelihood. This is what I do to feed my family. A man and a woman, someone's going to respect that. Um, so you find your pitch or, hey, think about it and make sure you're prepared to get that conversion on a review. The key about that is making sure you try to get the review right then. If you can get it right then, cool. But if not... It's kind of, it may be a bit hard to get it next time and stuff like that. That's why I say the first time I meet the customer, that's when I try to get it. The, um, another thing, last thing I wanted to cover is, um, what was it? Yes. So the last thing I wanted to cover is the, another way of trying to secure the customers who don't fill out the, uh, don't give you a review immediately. So the second message, say if this person is not in front of you, you would actually send them a message. Hey, um, like if the, definitely if they're a routine customer, which I would assume everyone is, you would tell them, hey, um, I will basically you want to comp, give them a voucher. Basically, you comp like 20 bucks off or 25 bucks off. It's really worth a free cut or review. That's how I feel. Because I understand the value of what that review is going to do for my business in the long run. And that's what I'm thinking about. Longevity. The long time, the long term of my business. How are all these reviews going to help it um, receive new leads? And so that's what I would recommend. Definitely uh, try to comp it. Uh, if you don't want to do it right then. Say if you completed the service and it's time to get payments. You're walking up to receive payment if they're handing you a check or cash. Uh, well, more than likely if it's a cash, a cash account. You uh, hey, I'll take twenty bucks off or something like that. You know, hey, you only give me this because no, if you do a review right now, <laughs> if you 
If you do a review right now, I take 20 bucks off. Some people, it's not really about money, though, also. I, so you got to pick and choose with that. Some people don't mind paying, you know, full, pay the right price for the quality work to be done. So you got to pick and choose with that one. Try to comp when you can, but definitely try to get your business the most reviews as possible on both platforms, Facebook and Google. All right. That's all I got, guys. Uh, until next time.